This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. So, yeah, The Walking Stick and The Mountain Bike. Yeah, the Walking Stick and The Mountain Bike, a book, a book by Guy Massey. Uh, should I take the book Walking Stick on my mountain bike rides? Should I take my mountain bike on my walking stick rides? Walking stick walks. Um, or rides, as it would end up being. Because uh, I can't stay off a mountain bike. Um, I want to lift a mountain bike if I see one on the street. Uh, some kid riding it. I want to. No, I'm just joking. Don't have those impulses. You can stay on this channel, or you can leave the channel because now you're bored and I'm not that intriguing. Um, seems that characters that have a dark side are the most interesting. Clint Eastwood being the epitome of that, almost a cartoon, uh, or I should say, comic book fashion. He uh, delfly walks the fine line between society norms and uh, outrageous behavior. Uh, he's a gunslinger uh, in the positive sense. He's a uh, sort of a Buckles Brannigan in some areas. He's physically taller. Buckles Brannigan is uh, he's he's a medium height character, uh, about five ten, and um, not much more than that. Maybe five eleven on a good day. Um, and he's uh, got a full head of hair. He's good. Good, relatively good-looking in rugged, good-looks way. Uh, he doesn't have any facial hairs, but he could very well in future in a future visage uh, near you. Uh, he has his buckle, of course, that uh, plays prominent role in his uh, series. He doesn't talk about it much. If you notice on his interviews, he doesn't make a lot of uh, uh, overtures to it. Um, Maybe like a gunslinger won't brag too much about his gun, but will be very interested in what Lucas McCain has on the other side of stage four at uh, Warner Brothers. So uh, you're uh, you're in a, a situation where you um, you have these hombres, and they're all different characterizations, characters. Want to get that feeling of tripping over your own ideas? We'll just take your Deadwood walking stick. That's right, the Deadwood walking stick. Outside your door and enter a whole enchanted world of the likes of Merlin and, I don't know, gnomes under the bridge. Oh, you will have a great walk, a great excursion with this walking stick. I can tell you that right now. Comes in different kind of woods. Got some wood, wood differences. We have ash. Yes, we have ash. The most popular model right now. Applewood is great. It's got a beautiful fruity step to it. Um, and those are the two that are featured this month in August. Ash and apple. Not, not doing it alphabetically, uh, but it could very well be. Um, and those are the two woods that are heavily, heavily protected if you want the protect-all surface on your dead wood. Um, and you can get different uh, levels of doneness to your... Uh, Ruffy is a, is a great stage. I like Ruffy. 
it's not as rough and tough as Tuffy, uh, but it's pretty rough. And uh, the wood, there's wood remnants on there, and it's varnished for protection and uh, polyurethane with the best quality ingredients are used, earth friendly and low VOC. So you want to get a do- walking, walking wood, walking wood, walking stick, a dead wood walking stick <laughs> and your grocer's freezer. No, you don't want to go to your grocer's freezer. You want to go to your retail. You got some different ways to get this puppy. You can go and get, go online and order it online. You can go to an REI-type store. Well, REI are the featured stores this month in August. Our featured retailer is REI, and they uh, present you with a great outdoor adventure uh, ensemble. If you want to go in there and treat it like a boutique, you can do that. Um, It is sort of boutique-like. The stores are not huge, not overwhelming. They're great. We're... um, working with other vendors right now that's we, we got to offer you they're a great product at a great on a great at a great price actually well you're going to pay the list price but you know what what you get for with the list price i'm going to do some promos in the future um i might do a guy massey podcast and you get five percent off your first purchase and uh that's saving you a few dollars um Take nice walks with that in mind, that you save a little bit of money on the walking stick. They're in such demand that uh, there's not really a big incentive to reduce the price. Uh, The demand is such that uh, the supply is keeping up with the demand in the spirit of Ronald Reagan. And um, supply-side economics rule, Uh, uh, you can set your watch, you can set the the whole exchange by uh, the whole stock exchange by how Deadwood sell um, anybody who can corner the market with Deadwood walking sticks can take many future walks with confidence that's my extended promo for Deadwood and the whole Deadwood family that brought to you by Cavelock And are you ready for, are you ready for Pinka, the cat, the, the spokes kitty or spokes cat for pink lighting, pink light fixtures? Uh, they're a great little uh, entry into your home with a great light pack. And it's, uh, well, I'm getting distracted because I'm looking at Mark and he's giving me cues to come into this. It threw me off the teleprompter, uh, you know, shows it. No, I'm just kidding. We're not that fancy. Um, but uh, no, he gave me the cue and I miscued him and I was distracted. So let's, why don't we start again, Mark? Let's take a little breather here. Pinker wins the award for cutability and wondering where her little clean little little box is. Her biggest worries of her life right now. Yes, little Pink is under stress, and she's under stress as being the spokes cat. She's made a lot of appearances at the National Kitty Cat Convention. She was there. She doesn't take political sides uh, on the aisle. They don't vote so politically. They're more of a governing body, but they make they pass what they call kitty nature, 
and that's like our legislature or leg, legislative uh, bills. And uh, they like little birds with bills. They like little ducks. They've made friends with little ducks. Uh, there was a sort of a reunion on the, at the. They had exactly every single member of the hundred cats society. It's uh, the hundred cats society is sort of like the Algonquin Roundtable of cat uh, political, uh, and they make these decisions. Uh, it's a roundtable in the sense that the cats are circled by a smaller table that has little cubbies that have little mice in them. And part of the gameplay of sort of the Roman games that the cats play is all good-natured. They're all good-hearted little uh, uh, contingency. The screening is off-the-claw charts. Um... Before I get back on track and bring in my second character based on, on the first character sets. Uh, you always have to have the retail end at the end of it. And I'm going to bring those characters in in a second, but I just got off the phone with Janet and she's made the transaction actually happen. Uh, help me facilitate getting this mountain bike. Uh, so her, her uh, diligence and Pierre's diligence at helping me, he couldn't take me around today to the store physically, but I'm glad we did do it, the transaction online. I think um, it's going to work out well. Uh, I'm hoping to have delivery of the bike, in-store pickup, uh, being able to go physically in the store, pick up this puppy. Uh, when I say that, I say it affectionately because I love puppies and kitties, of course, and there goes one scattering about as if I'm perfect timing. So I'm hoping that I have perfect riding ahead. Uh, I'm going to have my ups and downs. Um, you know, it's taking the walking stick and the mountain bike. I like how it comes full circle back to this. But that's what I did want to kind of like cohesively tie this all together up with a bow. Because I think the whole podcast is tied up with a bow. In fact, I'm going to name this show Tied Up With A Bow. Uh, it's practically at my door now. Well, it's going to be at my door via my own my own uh, uh, proclivity on my own uh, motive skills, uh, motor skills, uh, available to me, uh, transport department, getting the car, phys the bike physically from Warwick, Rhode Island to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, the front door of my house entering, actually entering the door with the mountain bike. Cause that's where I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep my mountain bike inside for a little while. Uh, it's an aggressor. It's a, I'll tell you more about the model. It's GT. Um, it's, it's not, an expensive model. I'll tell you what we did with the deal as I'm going to reveal this as uh, like a timeline. As I, uh, when I received the bike, I'm going to give you a little more information, but you can already start looking it up. You guys are already starting to Google. I know you are, uh, whoever you are out there, uh, whether you're anywhere, uh, you know, you're probably Googling, Googling it if you wanted to. Anyway, if you don't, if you're not following me with bait, I don't expect, you know, I, here I am, you know, I'm a pot. I was a pothead at 15, you know, and I was uh, borderline near-do-well. Uh, I really, lazy. I actually wasn't really a near-do-well. A near-do-well implies someone who's not good at anything. I was good, but I was lazy. I was lazy. And I, I, it's almost like I need therapy. That's giving me therapy to say that. That's like the bane of my existence was my laziness. Uh, but I fought the laziness and I'm better at fighting it these days. I don't have uh, bouts of laziness. 
I like to laze. There's nothing wrong with la- lounging. I'm doing so right now in the studio, on the studio chair. We're going to be bringing up the Studio Couch. It's a new series on Harrison Street growing up in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, on the on the uh, gingham-themed room. It's going to get into colorful characterizations, the linoleum floor coming in, the gun rack on the wall, colorful, colorful Winchester. Uh, looks like it was a Rifleman-inspired plaque. We're going to talk about that. Uh, it might have shades of Laramie in Guy's foggy memory. The dynamics are going to come into play. It's probably going to be one of the most dynamic presentations I've brought I've been glad to bring on Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. And, um, you know, as I sip my my Javalia coffee, because it was on sale, and I rated my coffees, by the way, uh, earlier on an earlier episode. Go check that out. Um, but let me have a sip of this. Oh, yeah. Buckles would be proud. I'm going to do a double hit. Okay, did my double on that. Wet me whistle and, um, you know, coming in like a Kent sodbuster. Uh, so whatever that went, I meant to say Welsh, a Welsh sodbuster. Uh, that works a little better. Kent, a very cool town in England, it looks like. It looks like there's some history there. It looks like there's some good couple of thousand, a couple of, a couple of hundred of those thousand year old buildings. Um, whatever they have, whatever the count it is, it could just be one. Uh, what do we, how far back do we go in Rhode Island? Taking your walking stick and my mountain bike. Let's journey, let's journey back in time to when the first, well, when the first real kind of thing started swinging into place, right? Why don't we save that for another podcast? Cause I think that's a whole other dimension to explore. Um, the whole dimension of, I'm just having technical problems here. Um, so let's, why don't we just continue? Why don't we continue? We we're going to do a mid-roll uh, message break, but uh, we're going to just break for that at some other point, at some other juncture. Uh, sometimes these t- these things happen, um, but I know we were generally talking about um, my, well, it's coming full circle again to the mountain bike as it should, and the walking stick. And the mountain bike will be a reality in my life very soon. And uh, I want to just share that. And I, you know, I never think that I could be more excited about an inanimate object, but the prospects of having a bike, um, just being able to ride, stay careful of the dogs, of course. You know, I I might want to invest in a, some, some kind of a apparel that kind of gives me a little bit of protection. Uh, in any event, uh, I hope I can outrace them. Um, the bike has special composite rubber that is uh, a little bit more road uh, friendly. So I think it's going to be a good, it's going to work as a bike that's going to just cross. It's going to be a little less road resistance uh, given the fact of the tires. And it's going to also also be pretty good in the performance department, I'm imagining. Uh, it's a, I got to check the weight of it. It's up there in the pounds. It's not on the lower end of the pounds. That's all. The money's all in the frame. We're going to be doing some mountain bike uh, take aparts. Uh, I'm calling them take aparts. They're going to be coming up probably mid. Well, we're looking at probably early November, maybe even late September. Actually, when I think about it, it's going to be late September. 
Um, Mark doesn't really know, so we're just we're up in the air here as far as us in the studio. Um, I'm looking at my illustrations on the wall. We are going to continue with a show called Illustrations on the Wall. No, I'm just kidding. It's yet to be named, but it's going to probably have a very... Um, listen for it to be a very uh, descriptive title. Let's just put it that way. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be talking about eight frames on a wall with another mirror on one side, like who's the most beautiful illustration of all. Uh, one is a centerpiece, and it stands out among all the others. Uh, I have to tell my brother Claude that, if that's any hint to what one of the artworks is, he'll be excited to know that I'm complimenting him, actually, directly. And I didn't mean to not make that a hint, so you know exactly what picture and what artist, at least, which I just mentioned earlier. Did I mention it was Claude? Yeah, I did. I did. Did you mention Claude? Yeah. Is he from Kent? Well, I'm pretty sure he's from, well, it's really hard to say. I'm not sure if he's a Londoner. Claude's anachronistic uh, aspects of him um, make for an entire show. I could actually do a whole show on my brother Claude. My experiences with Claude. It's like the 800-pound gorilla in the room. The 800-pound elephant. I'll never get that reference right. Uh, the eight, the 800-pound well elephant in the in the room. And uh, you know you're you're um, you know that you've got to address the podcast. It's not even actually aware to you until very very last epiphany of sorts. So I think I am going to do a pod podcast. It might be the podcast and all podcasts. Hey. You never know. You never really, really know, do you? But the the famous eight frames on the wall um, of illustrators, uh, I'm going to try to get the identities of these illustrators. I might describe these and try to have you guess who the illustrator is. I have to uh, uh, use the power of podcast and relay to you the sonic, uh, the sonic, let's just say the sonic, the sonic, <laughs> Sonic, sonic, sonic uh, brushstrokes. That's a little alliterative enough. Um, the sonic brushstrokes of these masters, uh, illustrators, mostly illustrators. Uh, and one aforementioned is a borderline. Uh, he's self-taught. And I'd like to really do an interview with him, too, about his life and his experience. He's had, he's had a life. He is having a life of uh, complexity and dynamic dynamicism at every turn. I think he deals with uh, it, things soberly. Uh, I think if you want to look at if there's a way to measure a man and, the, you know, the integrity of someone, I think, you know, you want to have some integrity um, and it's complexities to, to Claude. So uh, we will probably do something on it. If we don't, It'll be, a, if we do scale it back from, uh, the obvious best way to have it is to get it straight from the horse's mouth. That would be to have Claude in the studio. That's the only way I really want to do it. Um, call me elitist. I just want to have people live in the studio. And until I can make that happen, phone, phone, I've had some technical issues with the phone. Uh, I know it sounds so like I'm totally inept here. But you'd be surprised how uh, local technologies actually have a problem. We had, we did have an issue um, with bandwidth. 
but I thought that was solved. That should have been solved in in, in 08. There's always there's always a shortage of bandwidth, especially at a heavily busy company. You're surely not going to have any bandwidth issues if it's just the security guard on the back desk using a half half a uh, half a gig and it throwing the charts off. Um, no, you're not going to have that. Uh, you are not going to have, uh, you know, it's not going to be a low-budget nightmare. This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. Hi, I'm Buckles Brain again, and I want to tell you about a great, great product for leather care. It's called Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. And you know, it's really the best product out there for your leather goods. Your shoes, your handbags, your coats, and of course, your saddles. I like it, and I use it, and my name is on it. That's how much I like it. So you want to go and use this product. It's easy to apply. It's all natural. It's got silicone. It's got great product that is added to it to make it just better and overall easier to use. And the results, the results are stellar. So you want to try this. Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. Just go to BucklesBrannigan.com for more information. <laughs>